Please listen carefully. Hey, everybody. This is a podcast that uh, we had recorded with coaches Justin, Nate, and Hack to get to know them a little bit. Uh, We were going to release this right around the time the coronavirus had hit and uh, everything got backed up. And so we are releasing it now. So uh, enjoy this episode, getting to learn more about coaches Justin, Nate, and Hack. Mm -hmm. That's why I took AP gym. It was like a free period. Wait, I had you had AP gym? This is called PE plus, but PE plus. Yeah. Fancy way of saying AP gym. PE infinity. <laughs> and I got you where you are today. Yeah. I've come very far. No pull-ups at that. And, my, and, my, now, and now you're teaching <laughs> AP gym. I am. <laughs> yeah. My idea of a pull-up was climbing up the wall and jumping onto the pull-up bar. Still could be. That's how cool. I get a muscle up now. <laughs> All right. So, um, what are we going to do? We're going to just talk about where we came from, how we ended up here, introduce you guys to the crowd a little bit more so than your individual bio videos. Yeah. So why don't you go around and just say your name, where you're from, um, and how long you've been doing CrossFit. Let me start there. We'll start with the best dressed. <laughs> But I'm not. I'm not wearing anything con. They can't see that, can they? Yeah. We're uh, we not at all. Or is it radio? <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're getting into the uh, the lifestyle apparel. Yeah. 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 So we're we're debuting the lifestyle con apparel. Right I didn't here. know this was going to be video recorded as well, so I yeah. I didn't dress up <laughs> in my con swag. Um, did not do my hair for video. My name's Justin. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. Um, I live here now because my wife is from the area and we moved where she lives, is from. And I started CrossFit back in 2009 and did it for about a year and a half in Florida um, at a time when I was doing it to train to try to join the Air Force and then wasn't able to join the Air Force because of colorblindness and then fell into some, I guess maybe you could call it anxiety-induced lethargy of having no motivation to work out because it just reminded me of the future that I was not going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, so it took me a long time to take those fins out of the back of my car and toss them out. Um, but anyway, I did a lot of just kettlebell and pull-up stuff for years after that. Um, I moved to a place where they didn't have a CrossFit gym yet. And uh, so I just did stuff on my own for a while. Never nearly as effective as when I've actually been a member of a CrossFit community and a, and a gym. Um, and then a little over a year and a half ago, started getting back into um, CrossFit training by way of um, a yoga instructor who also 
was a CrossFit trainer and then realized that I really liked this and had missed it from years ago and thought it was time to go all in and get my level one cert and uh, get really into it and start coaching. So here I am. Cool. Uh, I'm Nate and I began CrossFit 2014. At the end of 2014 is when I started. Uh, before that, I had done the whole global gym type of thing, gone to a $10 a month gym, went with a friend, then he left me for CrossFit, and I gave him the hardest time about it because that was a cool thing to do at the time. And one day, it was just like, just come in, give it a shot. And I remember it, like that workout was so much fun, and I felt absolutely terrible in the best way possible afterwards. Like, Do you remember what the workout was? I, it was something that involved tire flips uh, and push-ups. It wasn't the baseline that we have now. It. It, was a, it was a different baseline. I just remember the tire flips, and I'm like, all right, this is different and cool. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, I, I'm in. I understand why I love it. Let's, let's do it. Uh, so I joined up for an unlimited membership immediately, uh, and then my very first workout was snatching. I felt like I feel like that's everybody's first workout, no matter where you go. <laughs> first workout is snatching, so immediately throw Only the most the complicated lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, snatching and barbell rollouts, wow. which, I've, yeah, which I've done three times since uh, 2014. But uh, it's been such a crazy journey with CrossFit. I did it for a year, and then you had approached me after one of the 6 a.m.s, Chris, and said, hey, have you ever thought about coaching? I was like, no, but I am now. So about a month after you telling me that you thought I'd make a good coach, I went, signed up for my level one, took it, and have been coaching ever since. And I love every second of it. It's so much fun to see everybody progress and myself as a coach progress. I just love helping people. So it's a great outlet for me. Beautiful. I'm next. Well, you're one of the three new coaches. Yeah, but I thought you were going to go too and say, hi, I'm Chris. Uh, All right, my name is Mike Hackenberg. They call me Coach Hack for obvious reasons. It's just so much easier than having two Coach Mikes. I guess you could do Mike H, Mike K, but that doesn't really Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Coach Hack is fine. I've been called Hack most of my life. Hack and sack, hacky baby, numerous other things. Um... I'm from south of Baltimore, right outside D.C., Bowie, Maryland. Um, I grew up there, and then, you know, as you get older, you move to the city, so I moved to Baltimore and lived there for oh, years until my mid-30s, and then met my wife, moved up here with her, uh, left all that stuff behind, and uh, got a job working in, on the campus here. And would see crazy people running by the office at my desk, Chris being one of them. Uh, up until that point, uh, I had just done you know long distance bike riding, you know centuries that sort of thing, and it, it got that got boring. So I walked over and said, "What is this?" I guess I, I had no idea what CrossFit was. I mean, honestly, you just saw people us running. By. I just knew you were doing something. You knew you were doing convenient. some sort of exercise. Yeah. yeah, and you were looking for something. And I'm different. like, all right, let's come on with it, you know, and then. Immediately uh, fell in love with it. Drank Kool Aid, as I say. 
so that was in 20, it was warm. It was 2017 and it was warm out when I did that. So that's how I judge how many It was a beautiful day. <laughs> no, yeah, so <laughs> where I was going was once it becomes warm again, that'll be three years. Got it. Right, so um, I guess about a year and a half into it, I went took my level one just because I, you know, wanted to know more about it. And, you know, I always like being educated in things that I do. And asked Chris about, you know, coaching, and he immediately said, you're not ready. So I said, okay, and I put it in the back of my head and kind of try not to think about it. And then eventually he, you know, after some things got shuffled around, he said, you know, are you interested? And I said, of course. And, uh, so that was in, what was it, September, something like that. Uh, so that's how long I've been coaching. I really dig it so much that I signed up to do the level two coming up in less than a month. So I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah. Nice. What were uh, what were your guys' first impressions, if you can think back to when you started CrossFit? And maybe we'll start with Pat because it's the most recent. But um, like, what did you heard about CrossFit? What was your first impression? What was your uh, like? What what drew you? to it um to want to, to want to do it for exercise uh hadn't heard anything about it i think i had seen five minutes of the games or something just flip it through got it so i had no idea you just saw us but you saw, I saw us somebody working out and, and you were like, looking okay, for something that's different. super convenient you know what i mean it, yeah. it's it's so i mean serendipity is a is a really good word for this because i had no idea and it just turned out to be you know, something that I took to and was good for me, you know? So you didn't, you didn't see, like, our name and then think, oh, man, that, what they're doing is dangerous, no, no right? Because that's no, a lot of first Never heard anything right? like that. Yeah. And it hasn't been dangerous. I have no idea where people... Well, I, I know now why people say that, but yeah. I don't think that it's true. Do you remember, Nate? I remember, yeah. Because uh, I would joke... Um, one of my best friends at the time, like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, because the whole persona of the CrossFit cult, mm-hmm. like, it's the only thing that you ever do, the only thing you talk about, the only thing you eat, breathe, and your life cons- is consumed by it. Uh, that was quickly destroyed as soon as I walked through that door and did that workout. And then I've had made friends, friendships that have lasted forever because of the people that I've met. And so there are some things that are true about So that. it is, in fact, a cult. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is a cult. Uh, and you just drank the Kool-Aid. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't leave here. Uh, I currently, my bed is in the back. Uh, no, but it's, you do have other interests outside yeah, of this, so. Yeah, it's, I, my life doesn't revolve around it um, in that I don't, like my fiance, on our first date, said, I will never join CrossFit. Don't ask me to join CrossFit, <laughs> ever. And that was the last time that I asked her about it. It was our very first date. So it's, it's no yeah, trick. She knew you were going to try to do it. <laughs> she that's thought I would. the reason I'm dating you to try to suck you in. Yeah, that's, that's why I go on dates to try and uh, recruit members. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. The, I, I had that negative connotation, and then once I understood it, um, <coughs> I poke fun of it as well because there are some absurdities that people take out of context. Uh, but then there are things that uh, once you understand, you can apply it to a daily lifestyle. And it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. 
That yeah. really makes sense. Justin, what was your first mission? My yours was a while ago. Mine was a, a, a while ago. I had never heard of CrossFit. I have a cousin who um, was in a special operations group of the Marines, and so he was encouraging me to get really serious about my training, um, trying to join the PJs in the Air Force. And so he said, "Find the nearest CrossFit gym." I found one. The owner had been a Green Beret, so he knew what I was training for and mm, mm. Um, gave me some um, uh, specific interest. I was one of those people who did drink the Kool-Aid <laughs> and life totally revolved around it. I would, I would wait until 8 p.m., every night to see what the CrossFit HQ website, you know, was going to post the workout for the next day, mm -hmm. then go to bed, wake up 5 a.m., drink my protein or creatine shake at the time or whatever, head to the gym, work out, work all day, waiting to go back to the gym in the evening and do another workout with one of the coaches who just befriended me and said, yeah, come in and we'll, we'll lift and do additional stuff. Um, and, uh, and was just really excited about my enthusiasm and vigor for it. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was one of those people who was all about it <laughs> and, and telling everyone it would, uh, was the guy who would go to parties or hanging out with people dinner and then seven or eight o'clock would roll around and tell everyone, all right, good night. I'm getting up. Uh, <laughs> I've got I'm going to work out in the morning, so I'll see y'all later. <laughs> and uh, it completely transformed my lifestyle and interests and um, was definitely a positive impact on me for where I was and where I needed to mature you know, in those few years coming out of college. And uh, it's really cool now to be back into it, having had that initial, you know, cult-like experience, whatever you want to call it, that, that indoctrination. The honeymoon, and then, the honeymoon phase. Yeah, and then being outside of it for years and seeing it develop with now, you know, there's so many different... Um, gyms and groups that provide online programming, sell online programming and things so, to where it's, it's so much more than just the, the website itself and um, of course the games and regional sanctional, so many other um, competitions and things to where um, I just have a, a completely different perspective about it and the long-term lifestyle approach to fitness perspective of fitness um than i did at, at 22 and uh yeah because back then you were training to be a pj yeah right so that mm -hmm. it was like a you were all about being hardcore and right. training for a specific goal right yeah right? It, it it i i think of it almost as like somebody who who was training to be like a crossfit athlete or something to right. where there's is they're they're not thinking how am i going to move when I'm 50 or 60, they're thinking, how am I going to move in the next six months to two years, which was more my focus as well. And now I'm coming at it with a very strong foundation in yoga as well and thinking, how do I want to build habits with my fitness now um, to where I'm really moving well 20 and 30, 40 years from now? 
What are your my age? <clears throat> what do you what do you what were you guys like when you first started? And you can take this any direction, but you know, it could be like what were you more naturally uh, better at versus not as good and you had to work for it or you know, I, I know uh, like hack you've you had a, a you were working on nutrition when you first started, so you've seen a lot of weight loss and and you know, like basically, like who who were you when you first started CrossFit, and that could be at, from like a physical perspective or, um, you know, look, feel, perform. You know, you could go that route, that kind of thing. You want me to? Are you still in frame? <clears throat> I don't know. He's, my back he, hurts. He, he's still in. Frame. My back is sore from having a good uh, number of reps with squats with Lamb. Got it. Sorry. Okay. Nice core. What kind of squats? Uh, five by five at two hundred. 20-something. So just barbell back squats. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't decide what to do this morning, and he's, that's what he was going to do. Got it. So you okay. just jumped in. Mm-hmm. Got it. I needed somebody to help me decide. Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, how much did I weigh when I started? Two, two, between 211, 215, something like that, right? And I just, I was, I looked at, you know, um, and pre-diabetic, was on five medications, so it was like, cholesterol and blood pressure and like an antidepressant like I forget some other crap and then over the next two years or so I was able to go off all of them so I'm not on any now and my blood pressure is crazy. normal um, normal most of the time except for when I go see the doctor I guess I have white coat syndrome because it, it jumps up <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's a little high but it's pretty normal I'm like well it's not like that at home because you know it's, it's really good at home uh, I don't know. I just feel a lot better. Not sure what else to, cool. to yeah, add to yeah. that. Uh, I mean, especially, huge. you know, going to work and coming here and, you know, not giving myself time to, to kind of wallow in some of the things that I used to wallow in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Self-medicate and all that crap. That's, that's kind of gone out the window. Yeah. Uh, when I started, I, like growing up, I was always like the chubby kid. Uh, when I was 18, I had I weighed about an, a solid 200 pounds of pure candy. Uh, I think it's the best way to describe <laughs> it. And how tall are you? You five were 5'8". You were 200 pounds of candy. 5'8", 200. Two, yeah, 200 pounds of candy. Uh, and that made me feel absolutely terrible. So after that, I started uh, working out and getting into somewhat of a decent shape. Uh, and then uh, when I was, I guess... 24 is when I started CrossFit. Um, like I had never been in shape before. I had leaned out at the time and was kind of tiny. Uh, so at that point, it was just like, all right, I kind of want to build some muscle so I can actually have a decent life because I, with video production, because that's what I do. Uh, I have to carry all the equipment around, lugging sandbags around for fun because I need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, all my uh, camera bags and cases. I currently live in an apartment that has three flights of stairs. I need to carry everything up and down those stairs every time I leave and come back. So I kind of need to be in shape, and that was my objective at the time. And now it's just become so much fun uh, because, like, sandbags is like, all right, how heavy is this sandbag? Mm. All right, do I need somebody to help me with my camera case? No, I can get this myself, and I'm going to do it in a way that I'm not going to hurt myself. It's, I know the way that I need to lift this up to get it into the trunk of my car. 
So yeah, yeah, it's been all about just building a great foundation for strength for my lifestyle. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, when I found CrossFit, I was about 22 years old, did it for two years, and it was the first type of physical activity that really affected my lifestyle, nutrition. I was working out so much, you know, often um, two times a day, at least five or six times a week, um, that it was curbing my appetite. I was not interested in eating um, junk food because I knew I would feel it the next morning doing overhead squats or whatever else. And, uh, and also it curbed my alcohol intake because I didn't want to stay up as late. I wanted to sleep better. And then after I stopped CrossFit for the next, I don't know, I guess it was six or seven years, there was no substitute for that so far as I, I was not fit enough or exercising enough to where it was um, requiring some adjustment to my lifestyle until getting right. back into CrossFit um, a year and a half ago or so. And now I'm definitely back at that level to where um, the training and the nutrition complement each other in that I'm training hard enough to where I want to eat right and mm-hmm. then I eat right so that I continue to enjoy training and, and they continue to build off of each other. Um, I had something else about the age. It'll come back to me. Yeah, it's all good. Um, what's, uh, what's the hardest workout you've ever done? <laughs> I think the, <laughs> I'll, I'll Nate, start. Nate yeah. laughed, so he'll, yeah. I, mean, I know that I know that API was the hardest in a while. Like Do you I want to explain on. API for people who don't know? Oh, I forget what it is now. <laughs> it's like Fight Gone Bad, right? Right, right. There's five stations. You, you have to try to get as many reps as you can at each station. Minute at each station. I was station. on the ground, rolling like because it hurt. I mean, it didn't hurt. Hesitant to say that, you know what I mean? Not hurt. It was a... It was a burner. It was a tough, it was a burner. tough yeah. one to recover from, so I recovered yeah. on the ground. Yeah. So much you were so laid out. my knees were like going this way and that, <laughs> and people were taking pictures of me. And this was the most recent time we tested? <laughs> this was the most recent, like not yeah. too long ago. So other a couple than, weeks ago. Other than probably some of those first workouts that I did with a kettlebell that I couldn't stand up for a week, mm-hmm. you know. But in between... Yeah, those are the hard ones, I think. The long, long, high rep type of workouts. Those are... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I fine. remember... I'm not quite sure the name, but CrossFit has those, those hero watts that are dedicated to um, a service member or a first responder who was killed or died in um, the Call of Duty, line of duty, and those are workouts that are very tough and they are meant to be tough because they're meant to push you um, harder than you think you could go and I think there's one called Severin Um, it's it's similar to Murph and maybe one person could explain Murph after I explain this one but this one I remember it was um, I think 50 strict pull-ups 
a hundred push-ups. Oh no, no, excuse me. It started with a five k. We're gonna have to edit this. I know, I know. Involve. I know there were. I think it was fifty. 50 strict pull-ups, 100 strict push-ups, and then run a 10K. Um, what? Yeah. And, and what's Murph again? One Is mile run. Mile run. 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 uh, air squats. Air squats, yeah. I so think 50 strict run. pull-ups. And then yeah. another mile run. 50 strict pull-ups, 100 hand-release push-ups, yeah. 5K run, uh-huh. but you wear, wear, wear a vest. vest. Yeah, Ugh. that was... Um, that was one of the hardest workouts I've ever done. Longest, you know, because you, the, the gym where I was, we had um, uh, the, the 5K marked off. Um, and so. You had a 5K marked off? We had a 5K marked off because you, <laughs> you'd run down to uh, this wow. um, downtown, run to the end of this pier out on the water, and then turn around and come back. And that was a 5K. And so this workout <laughs> is a 10K after all those pull-ups and push-ups and coming back and then knowing I have another 5k to run was so hard just like turn around and do it again yeah that sounds cool. that sounds and then mm-hmm. yes uh when I started CrossFit my favorite workout was and most challenging workout I did was uh Murph the first time which was is a mile run 100 pull-ups 200 sit up or 200 push-ups 300 air squats, followed by a mile run with a weighted vest. And, of course, my first time, I was like, yeah, let me do it with a weighted vest. So it was very challenging. I was one of the last ones to finish. But I remember you and Lamb were running beside – or you were running beside me, Chris. And, like, I don't know what happened in that last, like, 400 meters, 200 meters, but something clicked, Mm -hmm. and you were yelling, chase me, chase me, chase me. And I actually started running faster than I thought I could. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, you uh, I remember that you, you kind of broke me, uh, and I found something that I didn't know that I could do, mm-hmm. which later inspired my member of the month workout, which you also created, uh, and that was the hardest workout that I've ever done. As it started off with a mile run. You come in, you do 61 front squats, 61 pull-ups, and 61 push-ups. The front squats were 95-65. Then you would go on a mile run. Sounds nice and easy until you throw in that uh, imam of six burpees when you're in the gym. Ugh. Yeah. That is that was You uh, could was partition the middle section as, as whatever you wanted to do. You could, part, you could break up those reps however you see fit, just like Murph. But every minute of the minute, you had to stop and do six burpees. Yeah. Maybe I didn't remember some of those. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you block it out in your memory. <laughs> they sit in a special spot. Because I know I've done that stuff. I just, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. No, that, that was the first workout where I ever felt so claustrophobic in my shirt that I actually had to take it off. Oh. Yeah. Oof. That was, it was a. It's only serious till you yeah. <laughs> take your shirt off. Yeah. It's like, I, it felt like doing the pull ups, it, it just felt so heavy. Like it was weighing me down. But, uh, no, that was definitely the hardest workout I've ever done. Looking forward to doing it again at some point. We joked when we first opened that whenever the train would go by, you had to stop and do five burpees. So we never <laughs> actually did it, but we, we would always tell people that's what we, we did. If do. the train goes by during a workout. <laughs> yes, which the morning and evening classes, you'd be basically doing right. an hour of burpees. <laughs> burpees. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so let's switch it to um, to coaching members. What would you what would you want people to know coming in, particularly from a coaching perspective? So you're the coach. You can send any message to someone who is brand new coming in, joining. Uh, not even just here, but you know any CrossFit gym. You know what would you want to impart to them? I would ask them to come in having thought about their intentions, um, <coughs> intentions for the workout, you know, the short-term goals, and then also their long-term um, intentions. Because uh, there are going to be movements that need to be scaled, need to be adjusted to um, be tailored to fit certain people's body types um, or their exercise or workout history. And... Um, Coming in sort of knowing what it is that they want out of their workout, what they want to put into it, what they want to get out of it, um, what they want out of their, their fitness journey, um, can just help people think like, all right, should I be doing these deadlifts or these snatches from the ground? Or should I have a different approach where I use the, the position a little bit higher up, going from the hang position? or have the weights on blocks, um, just something to where the people come in, um, athletes come in, members come in, knowing themselves well enough um, to where they're comfortable and proactive, recognizing how to tailor the workouts and movements to themselves, what they want out of the workout, what they want to put into it, um, what's best for their bodies, things like that. Because um, I, I see people who want to come in with the intensity because it's a CrossFit um, gym mm -hmm. um, and you know don't have the mechanics or the consistency first and might be... Um, reluctant to step back and focus on some of the consistency or focus on maybe sort of um, the like a, an, uh, a baseline assessment or some type of movement assessment to help them figure out what would be the best way to approach some of the workouts. Um, yeah. Hack, what do you got? I just want the members to know that I'm a regular person. Like I'm not. Mm. Like I didn't grow up fit. You know what I mean? I didn't start till I was thirty. Or no, no geez, later now, forty-three or forty-four, something like that. So I can't. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm literally like off the couch to this. You know what I mean? I, I, I know what that's like. You know what I mean? To be scared of something and, and to not have any experience doing any type of high intensity uh, activity at all. So that's the first thing is that I know what it's like. Second thing being like I'm not gonna hurt you. You know what I mean? I'm gonna make sure that you get a workout, but you're not dead the next day. I mean, obviously everybody's gonna be sore, but you know, it's I feel like it's my job to uh, you know to to push the edge of your you know to get you fit, but not to hurt you. Yeah. Right. Because I've had people come in here and they're like, ah, oh, you know, they either go nuts to try to keep up with the Joneses or whatever it is, or 
they're just they're scared that they're going to get hurt, and so they don't trust themselves to do certain movements, whatever it is. And I and I get that. Yeah. But you know, my job, and I take that pretty seriously, is to get them fit without hurting them. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we do have to push limits in some regard. Everyone's yeah. limits are different. We grow at the edges of our experience. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to grow unless you, you do push those edges. But we don't want to go so far over that we... Yeah. We're going to maintain the, the stimulus either. if you want to get all yeah. uh, technical about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Cool. Uh, yeah. I, I would tell people that just, like, be patient, be consistent, and have fun. And having fun is the most important part because you're not going to come back if you're not having fun. So you have to find a way to have fun with whatever you're doing. Uh, being patient. Like I remember I couldn't do a pull-up in college, so I worked relentlessly, and it took me about three years, four years to get my first strict pull-up uh, in combination of, with losing How long was it, just so in case someone missed that? <clears throat> about three or four years it took me to get my first full range of motion strict pull-up. Yeah, and uh, some people walk in wanting or thinking they're going to get it in get a couple months. They yeah. get mad if they don't get it. Yeah. Right? It, it took a lot of time, and it was a combination of building the right strength and then <clears throat> losing the weight that I needed to in order for me to get there. Um, and then uh, being consistent, just come in, work on the whatever you need to. So if you have to work on your hang clean to get better at a clean – be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, be proud that you have the opportunity to improve yourself in that portion of the movement because that's the, an essential building block to get to the full movement. Kettlebell swings, uh, Russian before American to strengthen your shoulders. Um, I haven't seen farmer's carries here yet, but farmer's carries for when you're bringing oh, the groceries. Yeah, yeah. when it gets warm out, you'll see running oh, yeah. farmer's carries on. You'll see them. Yeah, I, I've heard of the fun, but... Um, like, Those are fun. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Uh, you just have to be consistent because that's the only way that you're going to get results. Like I said, the, the three to four years for the pull-up, the only reason I got that is because I was consistent with strengthening my shoulders, my lats, everything that I need to, to, to get there. Yeah. Something interesting that all of you guys pretty much touch on in different ways was that it's very much more about the process rather than any res- result. Mm-hmm. Right. So like if you come in expecting to be crushing it from day one or if you're so self-conscious that you're not keeping up with everyone else or what you think is not keeping up that, I don't, you know, none of you really said that. that I always stuff think, was that do important. you, boo-boo, do you. Right? Yeah, don't you do, do you, boo. That guy, whatever, yeah. or whoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because going back to what Justin said, like the intention, like some people come in not caring about any sort of like more competitive side of things, right? Other people do, and that's fine, but like it's very personal in terms of what you, what you actually care about. But mm-hmm. whether you are the person who wants to be more competitive, or if you just care about you know being healthy, living, you know, uh, the, the best life you can, whatever that means, right? It all goes back to the the process, mm-hmm. right? The the journey, if you will, right? I'm at that point now where I don't. I, well, there's a good amount of times where I don't keep score because I just don't. That's not the point. The point sure. is to is to come in and get Work a good hard. workout and, and feel good afterward. And like, I don't know who am I competing against. You know what I mean? Like it, 
Yeah. Competing against me. Yourself. In a way. A past self, if you Did will. Did you show, I mean, sometimes it's just as simple as showing up and doing some work and that's it. Go home feeling good about that. But there, I guess there are times where I want to compare my time to, to Nate's or whoever it is. Oh, I got Nate. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. needs a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Something to shoot for. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then even maybe more specific than that, depending on what kind of day you're having, um, it's not about you know, beating the clock, it's about um, setting an intention for each round of the workout that you're going to try to, if it's, you know, 15 reps each time, then you're going to go for that 8-7 split instead of dropping the bar three times. You're going to just break it up into mm. two sets. Or if it's something that has a 400-meter run, you're going to push yourself to actually run out the door. That way you're going instead of walking out the door and then running and just um i think that's part of what i what i mean with intention is that we can we can think of it in really small bites of um you know i'm going to break up the this um rep scheme into small sets that way i can tell myself just two more reps for this set then set down the weight or, or three more burpees or three more um wall ball shots whatever it is um and giving yourself those small little victories, even within the wad, mm-hmm. um, and then yep. knowing, yeah, we can also have our intentions for the day, and then intentions for weeks, months, and then long term as well. Yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah, I've only got two more. Yeah, yeah. I tell myself constantly. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I try I to count to five. Two more, come on. Yeah, I like yeah. fives because by the time you get to three, you kind of already got there, like without even realizing it, and then you only have two more. Mm-hmm. Right, so what? I, as much as I can, I try. Well, to if break you break everything up into fives, you have a lot of reps, and that's only two more, like a lot of different <coughs> times. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So but your your mind—it's very much a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, so I want to wrap things up. Um, but what else? What else do you guys want to put out there? Whether it's about yourself, um, you know, for people to get to know you. What's something that maybe, you know, you you want people to know about you? Um, could be related to coaching, could be, could be anything. One of the, my favorite things to show people and tell people is this picture that I have of myself when I weighed 200 pounds, because mm. I'm about the same weight now, and you would never know. Yeah, you so, look very different. Yeah, don't, yeah, so like when people look in the mirror or look at the scale, it's a great number to have, but it's not the end all be all there's more behind the numbers that you need to look at. And that's why I like that we have the equipment that we do. The in-body scan machine. Yeah. yeah. And we can, you can analyze that. You can see, okay, I am the same weight that I was at my heaviest, but I'm a lot more muscle now than I was then. I do hear a lot of people say that, like I'm trying to, like they, they're doing crunches or something in the morning and I'm yeah. down five pounds. Okay, well, is that your... Is that what you're after? Right. To lose yeah. weight? Yeah. Like if you're if you could lose weight, but the rest of you just goes to to hell, is that what you're after? Or what's your real what's the real point of this? Is it to, you know, to get your blood pressure down, to get off your medication? Is it to, to Yeah, so what, saying, yeah right? so what you're saying, yeah, so what you're saying is maybe so five pounds comes off. Yeah, if you're just weighing yeah. yourself every day and that's your goal, I mean why you have to ask yourself why you're why you want to do that right yeah. if getting down to a certain weight means you're going to look better and feel better and all that sort of thing then i get that too but if you don't know that stuff then just going after a weight is not yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. The right thing. But for a lot of people, it's the only uh, tangible measurement that they right because it may not know any can either measure or that society has kind of said like, yeah. look, this is your, this is what you need to be yeah. focusing on, particularly for women, right? And ignore um, the BMI. I mean, you could lose weight and still <coughs> yeah. be skin and bones and not be healthy. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think a lot of people right. they know that, but that's they don't really think about. I think it. Um, what can help is people. Coming around to intentions again, um, <laughs> having uh, having a good balance between aesthetic goals and performance goals, um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, they're thinking maybe that they want to look a certain way, you know, and have that aesthetic approach, um, you know, whether it's dropping pant sizes or, or dress sizes or something. Um, but then performance goals as well of thinking, you know, that they are. Um, continuing to improve um, and they're able to finish certain workouts, benchmark workouts or something and seeing the numbers come down or that they don't um, take as long to recover or, or, or different things um, like that or, or that the, the, the activities, maybe the sports or um, daily activities that they do outside of the gym are getting easier um, because of the the work that they're putting in at the gym, and, and that can also be a, um, a performance goal or measurement. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. good, good feeling using your fitness outside of oh, yeah. the gym, mm-hmm. which I feel like I do more and more often. Putting the fun back in function. Yeah. Like demo in my kitchen. We're putting in a new kitchen. I demoed like half the cabinets or whatever and, and did it for time. And it was not, <laughs> <laughs> it was not uh, worn out. There you go. Yeah, this timer going. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, call this one kitchen demolition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when people get in this, they realize there there is more to to working out than just like losing that five pounds or whatever. And like, look, we do put out you know uh, pictures and posts about people you know losing body fat and stuff. You know, to be honest, like a big. Part of that is because that's because we know that's what people are looking for if they're not in this world. Mm-hmm. But once you're in here, it's great. It's great if that. It, yeah, it's a byproduct yeah. of what yeah. you're doing in here, and it's like it's a, it's kind of a symptom, really, uh, of of what we do in here. But to the outsider, they don't think about community. They don't think about you know the functionality of things. They don't think about a lot of the stuff that we do. So we kind of have to play the game of marketing and, and, you know, showing that this is what we can give you because that's what you want right now. Mm-hmm. But secretly when they come in, we're going to hopefully change their mindset in terms of like what's actually important. I think that happens pretty quickly with people. I mean, Brandy was just talking about that, right? Like exactly. she didn't yeah. think that that's what she was getting into or not getting into. Yeah, no, getting into it. Yeah. She didn't think she, she didn't would think like working out with people. She, she didn't into, think so. she would, uh, care or think about the com- whole confidence thing yeah, yeah. She, she said that she <coughs> think about deadlifting her boss right she told me that and I think the same thing even though I, didn't, I hadn't admitted it to myself I was like I could put you over my head in a heartbeat don't talk to me like that you know that's a, kind of an extreme example <laughs> quick well, it, down. Helps, it helps it helps in your, your daily interaction with people in general I think because obviously the I got 345 pounds up off the ground earlier mm-hmm. when I'm about to go do that has no physical activity whatsoever is so much easier in comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A lot of life lessons in here. Cool. Uh, anything, anything else to wrap it up? Intentions? 
Yeah, but there was something specific <laughs> with it. It was... Um, Oh, I had it until you. <laughs> yeah, I, started, I started laughing about. Yeah, I, I, I heard we were Randy talking. mentioned that as well. <laughs> Someone is bothering her the way they're talking to her, and she's just thinking to herself, like, I can deadlift. Yeah, that's she told me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were no talk- other reason to we, start it. We were talking about like Trojan horsing them into coming oh, in, right. changing their mindset. Um, yeah. Oh. Um, so just thinking about. A different way of thinking about the the gym community, the CrossFit community, and especially your the relationships between the athletes or members, whatever you want to call everybody, um, and the coaches, um, is recognizing the the potential that can be there um, for improvements beyond the whiteboard. Um, you know, we can have relationships between um, the coaches and, and members that last for years. So far as people becoming members here, um, we'll see each other go through difficult times in life um, and different um, peaks and, and high points in, in people's lives as well. So far as marriages or kids, graduations, different things like that. Um, and I think what's what's great about having a community is where there's there's opportunity for conversations about that because we should recognize how some of those negative moments can impact your performance in the gym. If someone has recently had some struggle with work or there's things going on with family, that could impact how someone uh, approaches a deadlift and... Um, and you know maybe they're having a really bad day in the gym and and uh, and um, are getting really frustrated with themselves, and they haven't let the coach know that you know they just lost their job or, or something. Um, and and things like that can can almost have the same effect or be similar in terms of like coming into the gym with an injury um, and uh, and not not taking that into account and how that might affect someone's workout. And so I, I want to encourage people to, to recognize the potential for the relationships, the support that we have between members, among coaches and members, and um, recognizing how these things all complement the workouts that we do here, but then they go beyond it as well. Yeah, well, we often see people more than uh, their family their close friends, <clears throat> maybe not the coworkers, right? Um, especially if they go into an office, but um, the people that maybe they would normally share things with, we actually almost always see them first. Well, these, mm-hmm. are, these have become my friends. I don't have any. Yeah, well, that's, and that's the other thing. Like, <laughs> you, a lot of times, right, you, you well, especially just... Especially not growing up around here. I mean, it's easy, I guess. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If, if I have grown up here, kind of I still have my high school friends, but I don't talk to anybody <clears throat> from Baltimore really at all. Yeah, yeah. And the, and... This is so. This is what I do, right? Yeah. Besides raising a, that's, a kid and having a wife and going to right. my day that, job, I come here. That's how my fiance has made a lot of her friends. She has a lot of friends that she that went to school with her down here, but then she moved to Albany and then moved back. So she didn't. A lot of her friends moved away. We still see a couple of her friends, but yeah. uh, she. A lot of my friends from being CrossFit for so long 
have also become her friends as well. And people who don't do it and have known you for so long, it's it. I don't feel like they understand. Like I could tell them all day long, this is what's happening to me, and this is why I'm doing it, and they would laugh, right? Because all they know is old hack, old hack, right? Yeah. And that's fine. And I, but I, I hope that they don't they don't think that I'm leaving them behind, because in a way I have, because I can't be around. You know, probably a different conversation, but. It's just a different chapter. In your yeah, life. it is, yeah, and, and that's chapter. fine. Yeah. You know, you you. I don't want to say they're dead weight, but you drop dead weight along the way to make room for other other things in your life. Yeah, well, Tom, look, to be, to be honest, yeah. a lot yeah. of them were dead weight. Yeah. I'm not <clears throat> debating that with myself because they were, but some of them have dropped away simply because I'm not sure. there. They yeah. were great for that portion of your life. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm moving on. That, right. that, again, amplifies how, you know, the the work that you can do in the gym can impact um, and influence your life, your lifestyle, your friendships and things beyond just how much protein you're getting um, at each meal or things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys have any questions for each other? Nate, what are you going to teach me? What do you want to (laughs) learn? What do you want to learn? Everything I can. Um, is this in preparation for like the level two or something? No, or I'm just, 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 I will I know, teach you. We all you, know what Chris is going to teach me because I'll teach you how to floss. I can floss oh. the dance. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Just doing the motion like that's flossing that's his teeth, and yeah. I'm thinking like flossing like your IT band or something like, <laughs> like, like, like you know putting a putting a resistance band around your thigh or something and doing some stretch like ooh yeah working that yeah like yeah, uh, Kelly Starrett style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> nope. And you were thinking of the, the compression. Dance. I was thinking of the dance. Thank yeah. you for all that credit. Yeah. No. <laughs> that flossing? No, nope. it's the... What is that called? When you... No, it's like the backpack dance. Yeah. No, I know, but isn't this when you... Wait, which flossing are you talking about? Yeah. I think you're going back to his flossing. Number of I, don't, flossing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Nerve flossing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that... Yeah, that's what I was... Hey, that's hey, what hey, I was picturing. That's what, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think I think on that note, we're just gonna end it. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh...